I think it's more important than ever to remind you that a piece of paper only has value if it's backed by something. And when we look at the U.S. dollar, it is backed by its use on the international world stage, especially with oil. That's the number one factor. And the second factor that backs that piece of paper is the U.S. military. And that's why you shouldn't surprise a lot of people that we're seeing a lot of saber rattling and a lot of beating of the war drums, especially as we are seeing the United States military position itself against China and its allies. And we're going to be talking about that plus a lot more. There's a lot of propaganda that we will be breaking down here with, of course, Tim Pichot, the Liberty Advisor. But of course, all of this started just moments ago as Donald Trump tweeted, quote, I have instructed the United States Navy to shoot down and destroy any and all Iranian gunboats if they harass our ships at sea. Very aggressive, hyperbolic statements by Donald Trump, which leaves a lot of people asking, why now during this crazy time? We're going to be talking about that in just a little bit. You would also think that would be against Twitter's terms and services, but that's yeah. a whole other story in itself. But tensions are, of course, building between Iran and the United States, and they have been building for a very long time, as just right now, Iran has even officially announced that its Revolutionary Guard just successfully launched its first military satellite into space on Wednesday, which, of course, many American officials are warning could advance Iran's military and missile capabilities. And, and gee, you don't, you don't think so. But as these tensions are getting worse, it's important to ask very serious, legitimate questions since, of course, the truth won't be spoken by the military industrial complex and, of course, the mainstream media that is influenced and, of course, has a lot of uh, power from them. And one of the biggest questions that we're supposed to be asking right now is what is this harassment? Well, Donald Trump following that tweet also tweeted this 33 second video showing one of this, these kind of um, harassments with his uh, byline saying, quote, Sleepy Joe thought this was okay, not me. And, and what you're seeing is a video from press TV of uh, an Iranian gunboat off the coast of Iran and uh, some other military ship going by there. And this is the, the quote, um, harassment that's going to launch us into war. Why? Why? Why now? I mean, I mean, I, 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 when, this is, I, I'm at a loss for words uh, because, again, none of this officially adds up to the story. But when you look at the bigger things happening behind the scenes, it really starts to kind of add up here. And we're going to get into oil prices and getting out of recession in just a little bit here with, of course, Tim. But I just want to break down some previous propaganda used by Donald Trump when also pushing this idea that we need to go against Iran. And one of the biggest kind of propaganda pieces was about an incident that happened on January 12th, 2016, when 10 American sailors were temporarily detained by Iran and then let go. The big propaganda by the United States military industrial complex was that this was an egregious, embarrassing act by Iran. But they forget to tell you that these 10 American sailors had a navigation error and, of course, swam into Iranian territory on a spying mission. That's the, the type of stuff that, of course, we never hear about. But it's important to understand the full context of. And when you look at Iran on the map, 
you could see U.S. military installations, U.S. military bases, and many U.S. exercises carried out right along its border. And that's important to understand here because we're all being told that this is, quote, self-defense. Why are we in their waters? What, what kind of Iranian is a threat to me? We could talk about Saudi Arabia and their inspirations of Wahhabism that they spurred and financed with their mosques and schools all over the Western world that have been directly linked to attacks that have happened in the Western world. We could have that conversation, but no, we keep selling Saudi Arabia weapons. And of course, Saudi Arabia is uh, one of the main enemies of Iran, since, of course, it plays off the big class of civilizations between the Sunnis and Shias. Sunnis coming from Saudi Arabia, Shias, of course, coming from Iran. But that's another story. And it's not only Iran that we have to keep a close eye on now during these very turbulent, dangerous times. It's also Venezuela. Yet another close ally to China. There's a lot of business deals with China and Venezuela. And we have to also understand here that not so long ago, just even just a few days ago, Donald Trump announced that he is deploying U.S. Navy vessels off the coast of Venezuela in the Caribbean, setting off another naval buildup in in an alleged attempt to, quote, go after drug traffickers. But of course, many geopolitical experts show that this is a naval buildup most likely against Venezuela and tensions already off the coast of Venezuela have been arising as of course a Venezuelan naval ship was sunk after ramming a cruise ship off its waters as well. And as the situation gets bad, we have to start really asking ourselves the question, why now? What is going on here? And that's why I wanted to throw it to you, Tim. What do you make of all this kind of talk about raising the price of oil, getting out of recession, especially when it comes to war? I mean, it's funny that initially, like part of what the, you know, 2001, uh, you know, Afghanistan buildup and then the subsequent Iraq buildup that a lot of that had to do with, oh, we're going to, you know, lower your oil prices. Well, those low oil prices never really came. Well, until now, And now that we have low oil prices, the number one thing the government wants to do now is to make sure that we have higher oil prices. And so it's it's always, you know, there's always, they can't even do that right. So they can't even get higher oil prices when that's the thing they're trying to do. And, you know, I've talked about even before when Canada couldn't even, you know, legally uh, sell even cannabis and they lost money doing that. So, I mean, you can't even have the government even doing things that where you think they'd be able to make money on. Now, you did make, you know, a few few things I did want to talk about. So, you, you talked about what backs the dollar. Well, ultimately, one of the big things that you're missing from there is confidence. So, confidence is really the biggest key and what really backs everything here because without com- as soon as confidence is is broken down and destroyed, the entire system crumbles. And you know, for those of us uh, like myself who went to uh, were went to government indoctrination centers, uh, especially public ones, we you know we learned that uh, that war is basically good and that war is what got us out of the Great Depression. And so I think that, you know, and we've also heard that, you know, war is the health of the state. And so I think what they're doing is they're using this, this propaganda to then say, oh, that'd be a great way to get us out of this, you know, current situation we're in. It's just, you know, distract the people, get them into another war. And, you know, has anyone told them, you know, that oil apparently now is trading negative and they're trying to, you know, uh, you know, pay people to take oil off their hands. And so why are we paying, uh, all this money? overseas to go guard oil fields in like Syria and Iraq and, and you know, now soon to be Venezuela or who the, who the heck knows when uh, it's not even worth anything. So it's just, you know, who's the government's financial advisor because, you know, they're constantly making, you know, terrible decisions when it comes to all this stuff, Luke. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, when you look at U.S. American foreign policy, especially with its adventures in Iraq, uh, it, it absolutely makes no sense at all, especially with George W. Bush promising cheap oil prices <laughs> as a result of this war. Well, uh, look, look what's happening now. It absolutely is just completely. And didn't his dad own an oil, co-own an oil field in Texas? That like one of the other major partners on it was the Bin Laden family. I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking. I didn't have it. Our, in this there, show there was Arbusto oil, and of course, yeah. there's all those connections as well that's important to uh highlight and bring up there and and of course it's all a big business and 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 it's all a big show but but to me i mean really i mean now i mean don't we have enough to worry about at home without the, this kind of uh henry kissinger neoconservative doctrine just being shoved down our throats donald trump also retweeted i don't know if you could bring this up uh of uh, this kind of uh, meme about how to draw a red line why are we why 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 now why iran uh should be the question that everyone's asking uh and of course this is the long neoconservative wet dream is to get into a war with iran i still think it's going to happen in one way or another some people are predicting in this summer uh but but already there's an economic war going on there's uh of course sanctions that the united states is putting on iran closing them off from the international world market which of course is making mainly Iranian people suffer. The United States doctrine with sanctions has been to put pressure on the local population so the local population protests and when they protest they overthrow the bad leadership. That 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 theory hasn't been working at all especially in Venezuela, it hasn't been working in in Cuba. Uh it, it's not working in Iran, it's not going to work. It's only going to create a situation where random people are suffering. This is direct economic warfare by the United States on the Iranian people that we need to, of course, call out. It doesn't benefit anyone. And when you look at the larger geopolitical picture, this is all nonsensical unless you're looking for more chaos. Because if you're really going after, you know, the bad guys here, the bad elements, the people who spur on a lot of these horrible attacks in the Western world, if you really want to go after terrorism, you'd go after the direct sponsors of that, uh, not the Iranian forces that have been fighting a lot of the Sunni, Wahhabist, ISIS, Al-Qaeda elements uh, all throughout the Middle East. You know, and that's something that's important to notice here. Now, Iran also is very, uh, you know, aggressively set against Israel. Israel is also aggressively set against Iran. And that's why it's been so perplexing to see this kind of uh, alliance between Israel, uh, Saudi Arabia and the United States, because it absolutely is a nonsensical, non-beneficial to the United States at all, but detrimental to us. And when we look at Donald Trump, we got to understand he's not a peacenik. He bombed uh, Syria. He, he went far more aggressive than his previous predecessor, Barack Obama, who, by the way, Barack Obama dropped a hundred thousand or around a hundred thousand bombs in seven countries. Uh, Donald Trump so far dropped 73,000 bombs so far. And his presidency is still not over. Yeah. And those are just, just some of the preliminary numbers. We're not getting the full numbers yet. And to bring some context in, uh, Bush dropped about 70,000 uh, bombs in five countries. And now we have Donald Trump aggressively uh, taking out and assassinating Iranian leaders, bombing Syria, and now threatening to get rid and bomb and to, as people are calling, shoot down. People are making fun of uh, that statement. Uh, if you could pull up some of the memes associated <laughs> with it, uh, since again, you can't really shoot down 
uh, boats since they're not flying. But but Donald Trump is is essentially threatening to aggressively attack another nation. And this should be pushed back. And anything could happen here, especially with how, how unpredictable Donald Trump has been with his foreign policy, which, again, yeah. has been very aggressive in some points and some other points. Uh, have not, but uh, yeah. don't be surprised if Donald Trump gets us in another conflict with Iran because what, I think that possibility is very likely. And wasn't it just like days ago that there was a general who was uh, sending out a message saying, you know, don't mess with us right now. Like now is not the time to mess with us when, you know, when everyone has a coronavirus. And it almost sounds like this big, you know, again, going back to confidence, it's all this big confidence game that they're trying to play. And it's, it's basically like the exact opposite of Teddy Roosevelt, where it's, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick. We're here. We have no stick. We've got, you know, all this, you know, basically, you know, we're just weighted down by all this debt over here. And, you know, the military is probably, you know, barely hanging on. Yeah, we've got a lot of nuclear weapons. Yeah, we have the ability to destroy the world, you know, probably thousands of times over. Uh, but, you know, eventually, you know, what is it for? I mean, it's it's globalist, you know, 0.01% in, in America, you know, fighting against, you know, global, you know, basically allied with, you know, 0.01% over in other places in the Middle East. And obviously, none of this has to do with actually helping out any of the people. So, uh, and the other thing is, you made a good point about defensive weapons. Oh, these are just defensive weapons, especially, you know, in regards to Russia. Well, you know, I can put a defensive, you know, gun to your face, like hypothetically speaking, but, you know, is that, does it felt, does it sound, does it feel defensive to you? No, that's going to be taken on as a gigantic threat as it should be. Uh, and then also, I mean, you brought up points with Saudi Arabia. I mean, if we are going to, I mean, basically with what happened, I know, I mean, again, obviously, you know, Luke, you're the, you know, ground zero when it comes to 9-11 research. But, you know, even if you go by the official story, which obviously we know is not, uh, not, not true. It was the Saudis that, you know, what was it, like eight, 17 other 19 hijackers, and yet then the response is then go attack all of Saudi Arabia's ener enemies? I mean, it's got to be the dumbest policy ever. And, but I also, I think a lot of this has to do with, uh, and then we, you know, you, we talked about the, the red line also. I mean, especially when it comes to the Syrian red line. I mean, that was the day. I mean, I used to have a six foot two life size Donald Trump behind me, and I, and I hate even admitting that. Uh, my, uh, yeah, my wife at the time ended up giving it to me as a birthday present, but it used to scare the crap out of me when I used to walk in uh, into my office and not realize it was there. But anyways, with this, uh, I that was the day I moved it out, gave it to somebody else because I was like, listen, you know, if you're going to go fall for the same mainstream media narrative BS crap about, oh, like, because white helmets and Assad's gassing his own children, and, and everyone is watching this knows that that's all crap. Uh, but it, now to see him just falling for the same stuff and to see the neocons, the conservatives who don't trust any of the media, but now they trust the media when it comes to, you know, what's going on with the war drums. And then also I'll just make one, one last point here is, you know, remember that, you know, the only time we really heard the media talk, you know, very nicely about Donald Trump was in regards to, oh, look how presidential he looks. He's going and bombing Syria and he's bombing this people. Bomb and then, you know, I guess, you know, I'll, I'll have one other last point is, you know, today is April 22nd. And so it is the actually the anniversary of uh, Pat Tillman passing away. So you know I am in Arizona. He's uh, you know a legend over here. I, I moved here after the fact, but you know there was a Pat Tillman run a couple of days ago that's been going on for years. Uh, and also want to point out that in the Pat Tillman story. So here I am on the Wikipedia page. Pat Tillman was a defensive back with the Arizona Cardinals, but decided to walk away from a multi-million dollar contract to go to Afghanistan in 2002. After Tillman was killed, an investigation showed that he died by friendly fire 
Tillman's family says that they learned weeks later that the inspiring story that the military had publicized was false. And then you guys kind of go over here, watch the trailer called The Tillman Story. I'd actually just recommend going and watching the entire video because essentially what the government did is they trotted out saying, hey, this guy was a hero. He went and stormed this, uh, you know, this huge, you know, enemy's nest of all these guys with machine guns. And then, you know, he died in a guns ablaze. What really happened is he was killed by friendly fire. And then that those lies went all the way up to the White House. And so the media is always lying because they knew that Pat Tillman was writing letters saying that this whole thing was BS, that everything that we had been, you know, propagandized to get us into war was all was all complete BS. And it was hard not to, not to swear on this family friendly show. But uh but it just makes me so mad seeing this stuff going on. And I know I've got a smile here, but it just, it just makes me so yeah. mad well, seeing this stuff going on. Well I mean that if you look at the Pat Tillman story, the Jessica Lynch story and so many other stories, uh, particularly Pat Tillman that you just brought up and today is the anniversary of his death and he should be remembered, he should be praised. I mean that man uh really went above and beyond and if there ever is a story that you should really look at that highlights how you should mistrust the government, the media, the US military industrial complex it is the Pat Tillman story. Look into that story and you'll never see the same kind of war propaganda in the same way. Because again, war propaganda is sold to us in so many different ways. And many people are pointing out, uh, pointing out that the tensions between the United States and China are rising. They are. Uh, people are pointing out the possibility that there could be a conflict between China and the United States. Of course, that's that's what historically happens with the Tacitus trap with a new emerging superpower threatening an existing one. But I think what we're going to see here more likely, especially with the United States doubling down and um, positioning itself militarily against its allies, what we're most likely going to see is some kind of proxy kind of small conflict uh, unfold uh, between either Iran or Venezuela with, of course, China backing uh, one side, the United States backing another. And I think that's going to be the more realistic scenario that's going to be unfolding here from our kind of uh, unique perspective on this. Anything else you want to say about this specifically when I uh, I got to change my camera here really quickly? Uh, no, I mean, just, just the last thing would be that, uh, you know, that war does not get us out of, does not get us out of recessions. It was actually when the troops came home from World War One, and the troops were then coming home and spending money, same thing with World War Two. that it was when the war ended is what got us out of the recession. And so that is just a quick piece of propaganda. I see Luke did fix his camera. But yeah, that's all, that's all I've got. And uh, yeah, we could probably go on to the next video. I, actually, one last thing is also highly recommend you guys check out the video that we shot yesterday called Oil vs. Gold or Money Won't Be w Worth the Papers is printed on ballots, oil, and gold to get uh, much more context to everything that is going on with the uh, the oil situation right now. Look, yep. Tr truly unprecedented times. The war machine, the war propaganda needs to be called out. If you believe so, share this video with your friends and family members because you're definitely not going to get this side, this perspective, this kind of news anywhere else, uh, uh, you know, then here on this independent media organization. You're definitely not going to get it from the boob tube, from the mainstream media that, of course, is just pushing this. They're going to be congratulating and cheering Trump on as they usually do whenever he does promote a very neoconservative Henry Kissinger doctrine that, of course, endangers lives and could potentially hurt all of us. It's time we stand up. It's time we call it out. Thank you again so much for watching. Stay tuned for more here on Change the News.